This is Lifetime Sentence, the podcast where we watch bad Lifetime original movies and compare them to the truly heinous stories that inspired them. Because sometimes the truth really is stranger than fiction. So how's it going? I'm good. How are you? Well, um, as we discussed this week on our Patreon episode, I my air conditioner was broken, but I fixed it last night. Because you are handy that well if by handy you mean i cut all my fingers open then yes i am exactly that it's exactly what i meant i thought so excuse me okay so yeah um i was going to i had big plans to do lots of things today and then I met my aunt for lunch and we ate pizza. And then I came home and I was like, I'm going to lay down for like half an hour. And then I woke up almost three hours later. Beautiful. Oops. Wow. It's always great on a Sunday because that means tonight I'm not going to be able to sleep. Right, naturally. Because who needs that? No. Oh. Um, well, in exciting news... I bought a new ukulele yesterday. I saw that. And I just thought I had to share it with the millions and millions of people who listen to us every week. Uh-huh. Um, I would play it, except that I left it in the living room, and I'm not standing up because I'm not currently wearing pants. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the update. You're welcome. Oh, oh, before I forget, tomorrow is my best friend Aaron's birthday. And as a gift, she requested a shout out on this podcast. Like we don't talk to her through this podcast all the time. Right? <laughs> all right. Well, just for her. Happy birthday, dear Erin. Happy birthday to you. Yay. That was amazing. Thank you do what i can <sighs> this movie was rough for me um yeah the case sucks yeah i felt very personally victimized by this movie <laughs> <laughs> i was like damn it anyways yeah so i guess are we ready wait uh, no one knows who we are yet i know that's what i was just gonna say nobody knows who we are um, I think you should introduce us this time. Oh, welcome to Lifetime Sentence. I'm Erin. And I'm Paul. It sounds weird when we do it backwards. Right? That's like the other week when we tried to end backwards. And I was like, no, no, no. Mm-mm. Not, mm-mm. Yeah. All right. This week I watched Lies My Mother Told Me, a.k.a. the Lifetime movie based on my um, hey, instead of covering this case, can you and I just go back and forth for an hour and a half about the lies our parents told us? Yes. Right? Um, yeah. Starting with the car won't go if you don't have your seatbelt on. <laughs> oh, and it's illegal to turn on the inside light in the car. Okay, right? <laughs> <laughs> and don't even get me started on the tooth fairy. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I hope none yes. of our listeners still believe in the Tooth Fairy. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast and you still believe in the Tooth Fairy, turn it off now. You're, you're either too young by many years, <laughs> or 
you need professional help. Or a little bit of both. Or maybe both, yeah. Because mm-hmm. if you are that young and listening to us, you you or your parents need some professional help. <laughs> True. All right. This movie stars <clears throat> Jolie Richardson. Natasha Richardson's sister? Maybe. Yeah. She, I really don't know. She's Natasha Richardson's sister. Oh, okay. They I got a real actress. Yeah, they did. There are several real actors and actresses in this movie. Um, yeah, I just call her mom because she changes her name like every 30 seconds. Yeah. So. Spoiler alert. Um, she was in The Patriot. Um, she played Catherine Parr in The Tudors. Okay. Um, she was in The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. She played Anita Vanger. Um, she was in a movie about uh, Wallace Simpson. She played Wallace Simpson in a movie, which I just thought was interesting. Okay. And she also played... <sighs> you know, I'm going to make this my Pornhub or TV, even though you're going to know the answer to this. Okay. I don't have a better one. She played Lady Chatterley in a film adaptation of the book Lady Chatterley's Lover. Okay, so <laughs> Lady Chatterley's Lover is actually about a girl who, um, she is 19 years old, first year of college, and her teachers tell her she never shuts the fuck up. So her school has adopted the nickname Lady Chatterley for her. <laughs> the most attractive thing of Lady Chatterley, however, is the amount she talks. And men just line up to fuck her around the corner. They're like, ooh, baby, keep talking to me. And the minute she shuts her mouth, they're done. It's like an insta boner kill. Um, and so she must keep talking without breathing. Like Kenny G's circular breathing, or she won't ever get laid again. <laughs> Ah, Lady Chatterley's love <laughs> It's like an early porn book, yes? I actually Basically? am not familiar with it, to be honest. I know it exists. Really? Okay. I know that it is uh, kind of in the... in the. Um... It's like erotica. Right. But like dignified. Right. It's kind of lumped in with um, Lolita a lot whenever people yeah. discuss them, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she, Lady Charlie's married to, like, a disabled man, and then she, they move to this estate, and she fucks disabled boy a lot, so. I think that my version was better. I think it was, too. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> this movie also stars Hayden Panettiere. Ooh, of Heroes fame. Yes. I she mean, she's in lots of things, but I think of her as the cheerleader. Yeah, she was in Heroes. Um, she was in Nashville. Nashville. And then she played Amanda Knox in the Amanda Knox Lifetime movie. Did she really? Good for her. Yeah. She also was the little girl in Remember the Titans. Oh, man. Yeah. It's been a minute. Throwback mm-hmm. Throwback Sunday. Yeah. Or Wednesday when this episode drops. Way back Wednesday. Right. There we go. Way back Wednesday. Um, I'm going to try to say this right. Colm Fiore? Nailed it. Thank you. His name is, or he plays Lucas. He was in Chicago. Okay. The movie. He played Harrison. He was in Thor. Okay. He was in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. I, okay. I've seen all of these things. And he played King Lear in um, a film of King Lear. Oh, okay. I hate Shakespeare, so. 
So does everybody. Um, <laughs> no, uh-uh. All the literature dickheads that I have to talk to at, like, English teacher meetings all think Shakespeare is the bee's knees. And I have a very, like, I could write a thesis on why I can't stand him. I just get annoyed that people think that Romeo and Juliet is a love story. My preacher today it's in church not. was like, when we think about great love stories, you know, we might think about Romeo and Juliet. And I was like, nope. And he was like, no, and, they and, both died. and he was like, and Antony and Cleopatra. And I was like, nope, try again. Nope, you you just failed my class twice. And then finally we have Kaylin C who plays Kristen. She does not, she doesn't even have a profile picture on IMDb. <laughs> this movie which, was such an experience for her. She was done. Which her agent needs to get on that. The only other really thing of note she's been in is the assassination of Jesse James by the coward uh, Robert Ford. Okay. Which is a really long movie title. If yes. You ask me. Yes. But whatever. All right. Here we go. We open on a dark and stormy night. I feel like a I lady need to put is... sound effects right there. Like my demon voice was such a hit. I feel like I should bring I in some creepy. Music I really think that we should do a sound effect when cops fuck something up. Oh yeah. Like I'm like just the clowns coming into the parade. Yeah. Oh god. Um, a lady is using a payphone to call a sleeping couple. She hands the phone to her daughter, who says, Granddaddy, it's Haley. Who says granddaddy? Oh, I have friends who do. Okay. I had a friend in school who called his grandmother grandmom. And do you know how hard that is to say? Actually, I had friends that did that, too. That's Mm -hmm. hard. I was like, that's weird. Grandmom. Mm -hmm. Grandmom. A lot of... mm. Yeah. Um, he asks where she is and she cries and says she wants to come home. The man asks if her mother is with her and Haley lies and says it's just her because her mother's like shaking her head no. The lady gives her like a friendship bracelet. Like you do. She tells her she just has to hold on to it and she'll be with her. Then she kisses her forehead and takes off into the night leaving the girl crying in a phone booth. Um, not a fan. Me neither. Um, the woman walks back over through a barricade and up to what appears to be some kind of car accident. And the police say they've been looking for her. And now we flashback. Oh, it's going to be one of those. <laughs> it is indeed, but it's not as hard to follow as usual. I, well, I read this case and it's freaking hard to follow, so. Oh, well, good. Destin, North Carolina, 10 years ago. Haley narrates that after her mother's second divorce, they moved back home with her grandparents. It's Christmas, but everyone looks super miserable. That's um, my kind of family Christmas. Mine too, actually. <laughs> um, in walks Haley's mom. She's all excited and almost like manic in a way. Like she's got gifts. Like it's very crazy against these other people that are just really quiet. <clears throat> Haley is happy to see her, but everyone else seems kind of annoyed. Um, Haley narrates that she got everyone the perfect gift that Christmas, except she paid for them with a stolen credit card. That seems appropriate. And not for the first time. Oh, great. Um, We cut to mom in court being sentenced to 90 days in prison. Like, legit prison, not jail. Um, And 36 months of probation. 
Um, Mom is just aghast, but the judge says she's doing her a favor. Um, On the day she has to report to prison, she tells Haley she's going away for a while on, quote, vacation. That's, quote, just for grownups. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Um, Haley gives her a braided friendship bracelet, the one from before. Okay. Which is actually after, which is not confusing at all. No, see, I Um, told you. They hug and she leaves. Um, She goes to prison, she meets her cellmate, and then meets her attorney and tells him that he's got to get her out of there. He says he can't, but if she follows the rules, she won't ever have to come back. Um, The voiceover says that mom never met a rule she didn't break. I mean, same. You just can't get caught. Right. Uh, We see young Haley reunite with mom and then cut back to the present day in the phone booth. And Haley sees a police car drive by. She drops the phone and runs down the the street in the rain, screaming, Mom! No, that's really sad. It is, but it's also kind of funny. Um, Back in the past, Mom and Haley are shopping. Mom asks the sales guy to find her something, then takes a bunch of stuff off the rack. You know, like you do. Oh, yeah, duh. Later, she and Haley are reading on the porch, swinging at her grandparents, and a police car pulls up. We cut to a year later, so I'm assuming she went back to jail. Um, Haley is asleep in bed, and her mom is kneeling below the window, looking at the moon like some kind of lunatic. She really does look unhinged. Haley wakes up, and mom tells her she has to go away again, but not to jail, a.k.a. vacation. She doesn't want to go back to jail, so she's just going to run away. That seems like a logical thing. She tells this to her maybe eight-year-old. Haley's maybe eight years old in this at this time. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, Haley wants to go with her, and at first mom says no, but then um, she says, well... she has a change of heart. Well, you may not see your grandmommy and granddaddy for a long time, and Haley doesn't really grasp what that means because she's a child. Right. And so she says, quote, a mother should be with her daughter. So mom's like, awesome, pack your stuff, let's go. Oh, yeah, you're eight now. You're old enough to be on the lam. Totally. Uh, she then takes off her ankle monitor and they leave. So that's twice in a row with the ankle monitor nonsense. She is killing it. Yeah, like ankle monitors need to be reevaluated. Yeah. Um, she writes a hot check for a bus ticket and they leave. Mom says they, can- they can't be who they are anymore. They have to pretend to be other people. Um, Haley says, quote, I like being Haley. And so mom's like, well, then I just can't be who I am. So they keep her name and mom just changes her name. Okay, yeah, because this little girl named Haley who matches the description of little girl named Haley who's gone missing, but Mm -hmm. she's now with Rosa and not whatever last name was, so that's really going to throw them off the scent. Um, Well, then mom cuts her hair off so that she looks different. Oh, man. It's like Superman complex. You had glasses and suddenly she's gone. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, they go stay with a, quote, friend in Atlanta, which actually turns out to be her former cellmate. And this is why I say that people go to prison just to learn how to be better criminals. Right. That's none of my business. Um, additionally. Our prison system is totally fucked, by the way. Just, I'm just saying. I think you mean roommate from vacation. Sorry. They were on one of those singles crews. Ugh. <laughs> mom and Haley fight over the radio so they oh 
uh, mom dyes her hair red and they steal a car. Oh, I mean, you From almost a dealership. You almost missed like important parts there. Yeah, no, they they steal a car from a dealership. She like goes and she's like, I'm going to take this for a test drive. I'll leave you my credit card. But of course, it's not her credit card. And then they just never come back. I mean, who hasn't done that once or 12 times? <laughs> um, Haley and mom fight over the radio. They stop at a diner and Haley asks a redheaded waitress. She's like, I've never seen a Texas driver's license. So I guess she's in on the con now. Which is completely fucked up. Yeah. Um, they lift a driver. They lift the driver's license from the waitress, and then they leave. Um, they get a Walkman and dance in a field. You know, well, casual. How are you going to celebrate stealing a Texas driver's license if not with a stolen Walkman in a field? I've only ever had a Texas driver's license, so I've never had to steal one. Okay, well, we can't all be you. I mean, I was born in Texas too. Let's be for real. <laughs> but now I have a Louisiana license too. No. I mean, that feels like a personal problem to me. <laughs> um, then you just see the bumper of the car with the license plates changing as they go through stage, which was pretty funny. <laughs> that's, a, that's can that be the edit of the week or was there something it better? Is not the edit of the week. Wow, Lifetime stepped it up. Real actors <laughs> and a better edit. Oh, but the bat, like, okay, so they're driving and the background is, the special effects are terrible. They're oh, in this, like, stationary car, and it's, like, the roll of <laughs> You love that. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. It's not and, even green screen. It's just a rolled set. <laughs> like a backdrop. <laughs> and they spent all their money on the, the actors, so they had to make it cut a few corners. Um, Which tells me that Walkman they danced to did not have real music. It was not playing Alicia Keys 38 times. No. Mm -mm. (laughs) Next, they go to Las Vegas. Um, They get a motel room. Mom gets a job. And Haley goes back to school. And so Haley's like, maybe this is it. Like, we're going to settle down. But they end up having to leave again because the police catch up to them. Mom dyes her hair blonde and gets a job working for an attorney no isn't life so ironic isn't it ironic don't you think don't you think um by the way nothing in that song is irony no she flirts with the guy um the attorney that it's his office and so he gives her the job that's how that's how interviews work that's that's how i've gotten every job i've ever gotten yeah um, present day Haley runs into the police station. She talks to an FBI agent for a minute who says her mom willingly surrendered. They're just asking her some questions. She says she needs to call her grandparents. Um, back at the attorney's office, I guess mom gets to negotiate along with her office managing duties. Okay. He's a personal injury attorney who are their own kind of con artists, but well, that's another episode, I'm sure. Um, and she's so good at getting people millions of dollars that the lawyer she works for asked her to marry him. Damn. Oh, he writes it on a piece of paper during a negotiation. Oh, shit. That is a dream mm-hmm. proposal. It is. I mean, it does not get more romantic than that. Um, Additionally, comes- do you know what happens at my job when I'm really good at it? Uh, you get more shut. shut <laughs> I get to do other people's work. No one has ever proposed to me because I was good at my job. Me neither. Um, I feel a little bit attacked right now. 
Haley comes home and when her mom tells her that Lucas proposed, she gets really mad and she storms to her room. Mom says it's okay. She didn't accept. She just told Lucas that they had to talk to Haley first. Lucas comes to dinner, promises to never come between them. And then mom and Lucas drop the bomb that not only did she actually accept his proposal, they've already gotten married. Um, so I'm going to go with, I've already discovered why the title of the movie is such. Yeah. <laughs> Haley runs and slams the door. Mom runs after her and tells her to give Lucas a chance. And this is the part of the movie that I just really related to. She, Haley says in the voiceover, I knew my mom lied to other people. It's the way that she survived. But this was the first time she'd ever lied to me. And I started crying. So good for me. Like I, and, but I get it. You think that. Yeah. That you're you know, like certain it. things. Like I, I knew that my mom lied a lot and I knew that, but I never, I thought there was a line, right. you know, right. I thought there was a line. And when it turns out that there's not a line, it's devastating. Absolutely. Um, they move into Lucas's house. He wears a cowboy hat on the weekends. So. I like yeah. him already. He's not a bad looking guy. Um, they live on 20 acres in a huge house. Um, they're showing Haley around and she sees the bracelet she made her mother all those years ago on the nightstand. Oh. They show Haley her room. Mom's got that nervous mani mania energy again. <coughs> Excuse me. Lucas tells her he wants Haley to treat every square inch like it's hers. Um... Haley and her mom have a whisper fight, and Haley says she's going to be the odd one out now because there's three of them. Um, so she's jealous. I love whisper fights. They're really fun. Um, mom promises not to let that happen, and then falls on the bed and says Lucas is her soulmate. Mom and Lucas have a wedding reception, a party, something... Everyone is dressed up except Haley, who needs to expand the color palette of her shirts. They're all puke green. That seems, that seems like fine to me. So I put puke green is not your color girl. Anyways, Haley is teaching herself the guitar, and then she meets her new stepbrother, who tells her that this is Lucas's fifth marriage. Which, yikes on bike, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, I just don't yeah. know five people I would like enough to marry. I I don't know For five real. people I like. Dot dot I've, dot. Like, I've never met one person. I liked. <laughs> um, downstairs, mom is telling everyone she's from downstate Alabama, raised in a conservative but loving family. She and then they sent her to Swedish boarding school. Well, where else would you go? Um, I don't know English boarding school. There's a really good boarding school in Alabama. Mm -hmm. That's where John Green went. And he based Looking for Alaska on it. I know you were wondering that right now. I, I saw was. the look in your eyes. I wonder where John Green based Looking for Alaska on. And you're welcome. Mm -hmm. Lucas makes a ridiculous toast. Um, later, their staff is cleaning. So that would be awesome. Um, and Haley and her mom are arguing again mom is like isn't all of this amazing and Haley's like uh no please from now on only sing song the mom's voice 
We are now bringing you Lies My Mother Told You, the musical, the one woman <laughs> show featuring Aaron. Thank you. Back in the present, Haley's parents bring her home and she has a flashback to the first time her mother left. Back in the past, mom starts skimming off the books at the law firm. Like I'm so shocked. I know, right? <laughs> you could at this point be like, and now mother killed everyone who's ever hit her client in a car accident. And I'd be like, yeah, checks out. Yep. <laughs> um, Haley wakes up and hears them fighting about missing money at the law, law firm. Mom blames the bookkeeper who, quote, has always been jealous of me. <laughs> you know, whenever I'm jealous of people, I steal from my work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Totally. That's what you do, right? That's an Emily post. Okay, so to be fair, not that I would steal from work, but um, I have been working on a memoir called Petty Theft, and it's every time I have stolen something from somebody just being petty. <laughs> because I think we are all guilty of petty theft in some way. Look, there has to be someone who works in the publishing world that listens to us and we need to get that book published. <laughs> I want to read it now. Right. <laughs> oh my God. Um, da, 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 da. Lucas storms out and mom totally flips out. So Haley runs downstairs. The mother screams that she didn't do it, which I can tell you as someone that's experienced this is how you know it's a lie. Yeah. Yep. Um, and Haley says she believes her, but her voiceover says that she also knew that she was lying. Um, Mom and Lucas make up after a month. He just left that house for a month. Yeah, nope. Sorry, this is my house. You gotta go. For real. Um, Mom gets Lucas to build Haley a stable and buy her a horse. Haley's super excited about the horse, so naturally it's the perfect time for Mom to drop the bomb that she found cocaine in Lucas's briefcase. Uh, so back up before the cocaine, just, I'm going to pretend like I hadn't heard that yet. Why do you got to steal from work if your husband has enough money that he will build you a stable and buy your daughter a horse? I don't know. But also you're stealing from your husband's work. Right. You're stealing your own money. <laughs> Tommy. <laughs> Which seems stupid, but whatever. Um, I say that, but. My mother stole from her family, so. Um, in the morning, Haley eats cereal and doesn't answer Lucas when he says good morning. He says she's no, he's. Quiet. Sorry, I'm dog sitting. Oh, I was like, <laughs> is there a human being in your house right now and you didn't tell me? No, it's Ginger the Butterbean. It's Aaron's dog. There, oh. She's on vacation in Mexico. Oh, that's right. Because life's not fair. Right. Um, he says he's noticed that she's been a little cold and that he loves her mother so much, but maybe she shouldn't believe everything mom says about him. Um, I mean, you're right, but don't overstep your boundaries. Haley asks why not, and he says that, quote, truth-telling isn't her strongest suit. Again, you're right, but don't overstep your boundaries. One of the horses gets sick because I guess they have a bunch now. Yeah. They well, never, they, they, they went from one to like 25. Well, horses um, are herd animals. You can't just buy one. You have to buy 25. It's the, it's the legal minimum. 
The horse vet gives the horse a tranquilizer and says he should be fine in a couple of days. Mom is very interested in the horse tranquilizer. Um, I don't like that. Mom and Lucas fight because he came home drunk again. He apologizes and says he'll quit drinking for a whole month. He can totally do that. Oh, well, you know, if you're an addict, a whole month is hard. Yeah, true. Um, she says, okay. And then she confesses that she's actually a fugitive. <laughs> Listen, while we're getting things off our chest, you quit drinking for a month and I'm hiding from the police. Yeah. We're even now. I won't tell if you don't. She says she wants to make it right, clean slate and everything. He starts asking her who she really is, but Haley comes in. Um, Haley asks if she's busting in on something and he says no and walks away. <clears throat> Later that night, she uh, mom's walking down the hall. Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> I even muted the mic so no one would know. <laughs> it's okay. I just <laughs> I compulsively say that to people. I'm sorry. Um, she's walking down the hall, and he just, like, pops out of the doorway. Now my dogs are making all the noise. <laughs> he starts to pick a fight with her, but she's like, ew, you're drunk. And... I, it always surprises me the weird superiority complexes that people have. Like, she's a con artist and she steals thousands and thousands of dollars, but she's like, you're drunk. Like, yeah. Um, okay. Um, he follows her down the hallway and he tells her he's figured out who she is. And then he starts listing her rap sheet. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. And he gets in her face. And mom starts having flashbacks of the jail door closing. It was very weird. While Lucas crazies on about how she can't go back to where she was. She'll get 20 years. So they can go to counseling and make their marriage better instead. Okay. At least he's understanding question mark. He tells her he's not going to let her ruin her life. Um, so next they send Haley to prep school. Good. Good. That's mom, the logical answer. Mom tells her that Luke is getting worse, so she wants her to be safe. And then she gets on a school bus to go to prep school in another state? <laughs> that It checks out. Okay. Um, at school, mom sends Haley an email about Kristen, the new girl that she hired to help take care of the horses. Um, and how they're kindred spirits and we get a montage of the pair of them hanging out looking at Kristen's art and then spraying each other with hoses like you do. <laughs> um, are you sure that this is not Pornhub or TV? <laughs> it could have been. Because um, this is one I would watch. They just have a great time. Haley comes home for Thanksgiving, meets Kristen and does not like her. Um, Lucas is drunk and very grumpy. He snarls hello to Haley and then tells mom that she's lucky he doesn't call the sheriff. Um, mom has basically had it at this point and she's like, sometimes I wish you would. Um, later that night, Haley wakes up to the sound of tires screeching outside and door slamming. She hears Lucas and her mom come in drunk. Haley runs to the window and sees a man running up the driveway saying the police are coming 
she goes out into the hallway and her mom is crying saying they got in a car accident lucas was drunk and hit somebody and now the other driver is calling the police Haley says she'll fix it and tells her mom to hide in her room the police come and arrest lucas he's ranting and raving about Haley lying but nobody believes him because he is shammered like completely um Haley tells the police her mom's visiting a friend and the sheriff gives her his card. Um, Haley tells her mom they should just go, but she says they can't. Uh, he'd find a way to track her down. They take Lucas to rehab and Haley goes back to school. Mom takes Kristen to try out lingerie, which is a totally normal thing to do with your boss. Um, I, anytime I need to buy a bra, I take my boss. <laughs> Um, they come home and guess who's back from rehab? Uh, Amy Winehouse, because she said a no, no, no. It's Lucas. He also said no, because he's literally holding a glass of whiskey. <laughs> he fires Kristen and throws her out of the house. Um, she says she's going to call, oh, mom says she's going to call the cops. And Lucas says that he'll call the North Carolina Sheriff's Department. Which I don't think that's how the sheriff's department works. Yeah, the, the, the state sheriff. You didn't. You didn't know. <laughs> North. Listen, if anyone's gonna be bass backwards, it's gonna be North Carolina. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Okay. Um. So next, they go to a horse show, and Lucas wins while Mom skulks around in a dark hallway, talking on the phone about this being quote what she has to do. Okay, for continuity's sake, explain mm -hmm. to me what this horse show is. Or do they just say the words, we're going to a horse show? Um, no, it's just they cut to a shot of Lucas being handed a trophy in the middle of what appears to be a corral, but it's a pretty close-up shot. <laughs> okay. And I then... And then there's like horses there and so then they cut to mom like skulking around in the hallway like we're at the horse show gotcha so i <laughs> i don't know you probably know this about me i'm sure i've told you but i used to show horses and i trained horses competitively for other mm -hmm. people to show and um i was never i couldn't afford a horse that was actually going to win until my senior year and then she won all the time but all yeah. the all the rich people's horses that i trained won all the time but i was like i wonder how lifetime did a horse show i'm really curious here oh they're yeah. like at the actual show for like 30 seconds maybe and then they go to the hotel where they're all partying their oh perfect so. okay um so the girl on the phone says she's freaking out but she won't back out mom steals a bottle of horse tranquilizer out of the vet's bag that's just laying on top you know casual you know because vets know are known for walking around with tranquilizer just all over them just mm -hmm. in all their pockets in case there's a tranquilizer emergency <laughs> um and we see kristen get on a greyhound bus headed for the horse show so there's not a horse show bus like a school bus for her prep school no <laughs> lucas gets drunk at oh a you party. said kristen not Haley. okay kristen yes Lucas gets drunk at a party and tells mom he wants a fresh start. He leaves his drink with her, which we literally just talked about this, y'all. And mom 
dumps the horse tranquilizer into it. And this is where I texted you last night and had to talk to Dr. Sarah. Okay. Because I had to confirm that if you drink something that's supposed to be injected, does it have the same effect? What was her answer? Because she didn't tell me anything. It was like sometimes. Okay. It could or it could not. So we're just going to assume that Lifetime did their research and this checks out. Later, Mom guides a drunk and tranquilized Lucas to their hotel room, then starts dumping more horse tranquilizer into his mouth with an eyedropper. (laughs) (laughs) This sounds like a hot mess. Look, murder is terrible, but this scene was pure comedy gold. (laughs) So Kristen arrives at the hotel and Lucas just will not die already. So they keep dropping more into his mouth while Kristen holds a mirror to his nose to see if he's still (laughs) (laughs) I can't even with this. Haley wakes up with a bad feeling and tries to call her mom, but she doesn't answer. Kristen runs and gets a wheelchair to put a still alive Lucas in. And then they roll him out to the car. This is literally like Weekend of Bernie. Yeah. I was, they put a hat on him and everything. I was dying. (laughs) Oh, they peel out of the hotel and then pull it off on the side of the road and start digging a hole. Um, Kristen starts to realize that she's in way, way, way over her head. And See what happens when you go bra shopping with your boss? Next thing you know, you're Mm -hmm. killing her husband. Haley keeps trying to call her mom. They throw Lucas into the grave, but then they realize that he's still alive. My God. So they put him back in the car and take him to the ranch and put him in bed. Haley still can't reach them because she's they're very busy. <laughs> and so she drives home. Kristen and mom are sleeping on the couch when there's a huge crash bang upstairs. Um, they think Lucas is awake. And I'm guessing that after enti- ingesting an entire bottle of horse tranquilizer, he's going to be really pissed. Um, mom grabs a fire poker and goes upstairs. But it just turns out that Lucas fell out of bed as he died. I guess, because he's not breathing anymore. Did they have the mirror to check? Yes. <laughs> Was that a yes? <laughs> no, I think this time she put her ear up to his nose, but still. There's no definitive way to know if someone's dead if you don't check their nose and only their nose. Yes. Um, has, he, has he got a pulse? I don't know. Check his <laughs> nose. <laughs> um... So they run and clean out the refrigerator that holds all of their alcohol and put them inside of it. My God! Haley gets home just as they are duct taping the refrigerator shut. Um, <laughs> just casual. Yeah. Mom apologizes for worrying her, and we either flash back or flash forward to we mom flash in prison somewhere. telling. <laughs> yeah, to mom in prison telling Haley she's okay. Um. She tells Haley that Lucas left again. Um, Haley's going through old boxes in the basement trying to find her ski boots, naturally. Um, And she finds the duct tape refrigerator. She asks her mom about it, and mom's like, the door's broken, I'm going to give it away. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
So then mom's like, we got to get rid of that body. So later she and Kristen cut open the fridge and seem very shocked when the dead body that they put inside of it falls out. (laughs) (laughs) They're dragging him across the floor and Haley can hear them. So she calls down from upstairs. Mom tells Kristen to put Lucas in the truck and she goes to tuck Haley in. Um, Haley tells her mom that she doesn't trust Kristen and mom says everything's going to be back to normal soon. Um, Mom drives Lucas down to the creek and buries him in the pouring rain next to the creek in the pouring rain. This is a terrible idea. I can't wait to tell you what she really does in the real case. God. Kristen doesn't even help bury him at all. Um, She's not... That is not cool. Yeah. She throws his body. Mom throws his body into the hole. And we do get our edit of the week. Because he hits the bottom of the hole and his eyes fly open. Oh, shit. (laughs) Uh, So mom screams and jumps backwards. But his eyes aren't open. It's just her raging guilt for killing somebody. Oh. Mom and Haley are riding horses and they start to fight. Haley asks what really happened to Lucas. Just as they come over a ridge and mom looks down to where Lucas's body is and there's a bunch of cops there. Oh, hell no. Back at the ranch, mom and Kristen are fighting about how... Ah, crap. They could have possibly found Lucas's body. And I think it's because she buried him next to a running stream in the pouring rain in the mud um no i just think she um had bad luck burying a body at where the all the police hang out i'm sure like if she'd realized that that's where police just hang out to dig just for funsies yeah mom says that they'll have to go on the run and kristen says there's no way she, she can never see her family or friends again so mom says she'd rather die or no she said she'd rather be on the run every day of her life then go back to, I mean, go to jail. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. Haley comes home and mom is upstairs dyeing her hair again because she says that Lucas must have tipped someone off about where she is, so they have to go on the run. Haley picks up the scissors to cut her hair and mom stops her and says that she has friends, a life, and school. Haley says she'd regret not going with her and then cuts her hair. Poor Haley. Um, at the police station, they identified the body. Um, Haley and mom are back in the convertible. Kristen calls because she's completely losing her shit. But mom just says she's sorry, hangs up, and then throws her phone on the side of the road. Shit. Mom and Haley go back to a field to dance again. Um, the lady detective goes to the house, but of course, it's empty. She's hot on the trail, though. She enters a few basic details about mom into a database, and almost immediately her picture pops up. You know, you just type every color hair, mm-hmm. uncertain eyes, mm-hmm. answers to Anna, Martha, Margaret, Rochelle, Michelle, Lachelle, Cashel, and it's just <laughs> going to pop her up. Like, Yeah. Um, they pick up Kristen for questioning while mom and Haley go to the diner they stole the license from all those years ago. The same waitress works there, but she doesn't recognize them. Shit. You the think... detect- Maybe huh? she owns the place. Maybe she's not Maybe. just a waitress. Maybe. 
the detective tells Kristen that a mom that mom is a con artist and that they think she killed Lucas. Mom calls her old cellmate and she tells them not to come there because the police have already been there looking for her. Um, back at the police station, Kristen hasn't sung like a canary yet, and I'm honestly shocked. Yeah, no joke. But then they tell her they have her fingerprints on the duct tape, so she's like, okay, I'll tell you. And she's like, well, um, in that case, it mm-hmm. all started when I was four years old. <laughs> she says that she was scared of mom killing her. Um, so mom's in the diner having a total freak out. Um, Haley's trying to talk her down, but mom tells her that she killed Lucas. Um, she says she can't go on, and Haley says they'll get her help, but mom says that some people can't be fixed. Cut back to the present. Mom is in court. They deny her extradition charges and send her back to California to go to trial. Um, Mom writes Haley a letter apologizing for the life she dragged her through. She tells her not to steal or lie. It's not too late for her. She can be a good person. While they're reading this letter on the voiceover, Haley's sitting on the porch crying. Her grandfather, like, falls to his knees crying, too, until they hug. Um... In the jail, they show mom tying sheets together and hanging herself. No, don't show that. As soon as she kicks the chair out, Haley wakes up screaming, no! Mm. At the jail morgue, I guess, um, someone brings Haley the letter that her mom wrote for her. Her grandparents are sobbing in the hallway, and Haley runs into the room where her mom is to see her one more time. They pull back the sheet for her, and Haley touches her face, then reads the letter. She tells her she loves her and she deserves good and will watch over her. Um, she says to go into her new life with blessings, which is like a weird turn of phrase, but okay. Um, and she says she'll always be in her heart. Uh, Haley ties the friendship bracelet around her wrist and we cut to the funeral. Haley voiceovers that even though her mother was a liar, they she always tried to do what was best for her, etc. And then Haley and mom are back dancing in the field. The end. Oh, that's rough. Yeah. Like, so one day you and I texted and we were like, you know what would be fucked up? Let's just keep watching movies about fucked up cases. And we were both Mm -hmm. like, that checks out. Let's do it. And now we're eight months in and all I can think is, what did we put on ourselves? This all sucks. (laughs) It doesn't suck all the time. No, no, this one's just a particularly rough case. It is indeed. All right. So... I did a buttload of research. Cool. And then I found that somebody had written everything I wanted to, but better because they're a better writer than me and because they probably did more research than I did and not just, you know, Friday night into Saturday morning, you know? Um, So (laughs) the majority of my notes, by that I mean every piece of my notes, are taken from Oxygen.com's Murders A through Z. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it doesn't have the writer on the website for me to attribute it to the writer, but, uh, I am claiming none of this is my own. Okay. So, um, on February 5th, 2002, police mm-hmm. pulled Larry McNabney's dead body out of a shallow grave in a vineyard. And I thought immediately of our friend Fran, who, I don't know, six months ago, was Googling what happens when you bury a body in a vineyard. So, Fran, if you never got an answer, you might want to research this case. 
We are here to help. Um, when they found his body, they were worried that they might also find the wife, the body of his wife, Elissa. Mm-hmm. Um, she, they'd been married six years and she, he had not been seen since falling ill at a horse show the previous September and she'd been missing since January. It was all those tranquilizers. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, I assume like if they were really at a horse show that that's what happened. Yeah. They were actually at a horse show and she actually used tranquilizers and it was a real horse show, not a lifetime horse show. Oh, <laughs> um, However, um, when the authorities started to get into it, they realized that she had sold off all of his assets and had been (laughs) last seen. And this is where, not that I'm going to tell criminals how to do their job, which I think is a sentence that Karen Kilgariff says on My Favorite Murder. But um, she was seen fleeing town in a brand new luxury automobile. Like, if you're about to skip out on town, probably don't buy the most ostentatious thing you can you can find. You like maybe just buy an Oldsmobile. Yeah. We're looking for a yellow Lamborghini since there's so many of them out there. <laughs> right? We're really up the creek on this one, guys. Um, so because she'd done all that, Elissa became the prime suspect in the husband's murder, and I can't imagine why. Me neither. Um the There's only, really no way to know. You want to know the problem with catching her? There was not a person on earth named Alyssa McNabney. Crazy. Yeah. Um, it was an alienist. An, an alienist is what I just told you. Um, so that's when you have an alias and you're an alien. Oh, sure. Right. Uh-huh. Um, it was an alias used by a con artist with a rap sheet literally 113 pages long. Wow. Yeah. That's like, impressive. Go big or go home, apparently. Right. Um, so she was actually born Lauren Renee Sims, um, and she was born in Brooksville, Florida in 1967. She was the second of four children and a pretty well-to-do family. Um, she had a very, like, I wouldn't say a very high IQ, but she had an IQ of 140, so pretty high. Um, Mm -hmm. and so despite that and being like, uh, she was either valedictorian or salutatorian. She was really top of her class. Mm -hmm. Um, she dropped out of high school before she graduated. Cool. Um, Yeah. Like, and she was like close to graduation from what I understand. So I don't just finish guys. Like never get that. I know high school sucks, but it's only four years and then you get to move on. Well, yeah. Then you have to go to work. You know, it really sucks work yeah no joke um so she then married uh a man when she was 18 years old um and she took the name lauren jordan um and within a couple of years of her marriage she had two children by two different men cool yeah so um (laughs) this quote from her mother said were either of those been her husband? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not here to tell you what to do with your body. But... I'm absolutely not judging that, but it definitely looks like a spiral very, yeah. very early in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and her mom says, Lauren's life seemed to change and she began to make some wrong choices. She began stealing and scamming people. And um, like she started stealing and scamming right after she divorced her first husband. Mm-hmm. Um. So, um, 
this, this case was featured on an episode of Snapped. And um, the PI who was on there, David Spender, said she used her womanly ways to acquire credit cards, checkbooks, and in some cases would marry the male that she was seeing just to use those cards. I mean, that feels like a big commitment. Yeah, right? Um, She used at least 38 aliases over the years. Including Melissa Godwin, which I'm pretty sure is the name of just every woman who's on the Mayflower. Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> Tammy Keelan and Elizabeth Barish. Um, oh, I'm sorry, I misspoke this man's name. David Spencer, not David Spender. Um, David Spencer then said, I could go on for literally hours telling the other names that she's used. Wow. Um, she... Let's see. She had already been married three times and done several stints in jail by the time she cut off her ankle monitor and fled to Las Vegas in the early 90s. Um, Larry McNabney, however, was well known in Las Vegas. Um, He took on high profile cases and he had those, um, you know, those personal injury lawyer commercials. They're all Mm -hmm. shitty and give you the cringes. Um, Mm -hmm. um, He, in his... He rode a horse and his cowboy hat and uh, was known as the local Marlboro man. So, like, I just, you got hit by a car, just call the Marlboro man. Five, 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 four, three, two, one. Wow. We have a guy here. His name is Jeff Davis. And his number is four, 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 four. We have a eight, 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 eight. Um. Uh, anyway, he, um, he was a, an alcoholic who, um, went through several stints in, like, rehab or, like, um, Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, he tried to, he tried to recover several times, um, but he always fell back even harder, which is the nature of, of addiction, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, McNabney had been married four times um, and two of his exes had filed restraining orders against him. So, real charmer already. How do you Does not it... lose your license to practice law? No idea. Um, none of that equals should have been murdered, by the way. No. <laughs> Just nope. not a nice person. Right. In 1995, Lauren, who was now going by the name Elissa Redelsberger, because all the other names had been taken, I guess. <laughs> Every single one. By her. She used yeah. them all. Um, she walked into Larry McNabney's Las Vegas law office and demanded a job. And um, nobody could tell if he hired her because of her gumption to just walk in and be like, you need to hire me. Or because she looked good. But for whatever reason, he hired her on the spot as the office manager. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, his daughter, I don't know if her name is pronounced Tavia or Tavia. Um, I'm going to say Tavia. Tavia Williams told Snapped that her father raved about his new hire, saying, Tavia, you will be so impressed with her. She's brilliant. She's so bright and handles things. It takes a load off my back. So she apparently started out very capable, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was pretty immediately smitten with this. He was 46 and she was 29. Um, and they mm-hmm. soon began dating. 
Um, and he'd take her out for fine wine, and she actually introduced him to quarter horse shows, um, and eventually convinced him to buy his own stable, um, and he started riding in competitions. Um, so, for those of you who are unfamiliar with horse shows, um, the people who attend horse shows are competitive dance moms. Their yeah. kids just don't dance. Like, it's the same kind of crazy. Um, yes, it is. One time, a girl lost in her class against me, and her dad slapped her in the face with the lead rope because I was poor. Like, I heard him say those words. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so... I mean, this is not thing. These are not things that I don't know. It's just so... Uh-huh. Alarming. Yeah, but, like... Like, for one... I you can already tell she's crazy and then she just like fit into this world of crazy but mm-hmm. also to be 15 years old and to actively hear an adult tell their child that they should have lost to me because I was poor like that didn't leave any scars at all thanks I don't need therapy because of this random stranger at all I'm perfectly well adjusted yes you are <laughs> um in any case um his friends and family did not like her. Um, Tavia says, my re- relationship was greatly changed with my dad. She put a wedge between us. I wasn't allowed to call him and I wasn't allowed to see him. Um, friends also said that Alyssa offered sketchy details of her past. And this mm-hmm. is really interesting. So she'd be in conversation and people would be like, oh, so where did you grow up? And she'd be like, well, I grew up with horses. By the way, have you seen the horse that Larry just bought. He's 17 hands tall. And, you know, like, she was the master of changing the subject. Deflection. Yep. Mm-hmm. I know um, all about it. Um, or, like, one quote from another attorney said, you would ask her where she went to high school, and pretty soon you'd be talking about skiing. Something wasn't right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so, in December of 1995... Uh, Larry McNabney's books were audited and revealed tens of thousands of dollars had disappeared from a trust account he'd set up for one of his clients. So she wasn't taking from the company. She was taking from someone's trust fund. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Bar Association revoked his license. Um, That's and, what it takes then. Yep. You were you asked him. <laughs> Um, and he had to pay back the money out of his own pocket. Um, in fact, it had been Elisa who'd stolen the money, surprise, but this reports that Larry McNabney didn't seem to care. So I guess at some point she revealed it to him and the sex was so good that he just paid the several thousand dollars. (laughs) Not that magic regime. (laughs) Um. Shortly after, they got married and moved to Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Um, they, <laughs> this, I love this line. Under the sunny skies of Northern California, Larry and Alyssa indulged themselves in wine, horse shows, and shopping. Um, McNabney cool. opened a new law practice and was soon so busy that he had to hire a part-time legal secretary. How? <laughs> Um, her name was Sarah Dutra, and she was 21 years old and had studied art at California State. Mm-hmm. Dutra and Alyssa became fast friends, 
And she started going to the horse shows with them, where the two women would go on shopping sprees and just swipe in Larry's credit card. Mm. Um, so I guess she is your Kristen. Yes. Um, they spent a lot of money on, like, Gucci clothing. Um, and uh, an- another woman who worked at the office with them said, I would say they spent a minimum of two to $500 per pair of shoes. They dressed a lot alike most of the time, and so they bought two of everything. <laughs> Besties! Hashtag Twinsies Tuesday! <laughs> Have you ever been so close to any human being that you wanted to buy their entire wardrobe? No. Okay. Like, I just don't like people. Am I weird? Do what? Is that weird? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't either, but I know that I don't like people, so I'm not the stick to measure by either. Cool. Um, on September 10th, 2001, the McNabneys and Dutra were at a quarter horse show in Los Angeles when Larry collapsed. Whoops. The next day, witnesses saw Elisa and Dutra pushing Larry in a wheelchair, and that was the last time anyone saw him alive. Um... <sighs> Which was he dressed like Weekend at Bernie's? Um, yes, actually, yes. Excellent. Um, by the way, did you hear what that date was? September tenth, two thousand one. Like, I can tell you why she got away with it for a while because yeah. <laughs> we, we were all distracted a little bit. A little bit. Um, Back home in Sacramento, Alyssa told everyone that Larry was too sick to see visitors, including his own children. Um, he was nowhere to be found, but his law office stayed open, with Alyssa negotiating with lawyers and spending the settlement money that came in from personal injury clients. She even hired two new employees, Ginger Miller, Ginger Miller, who was the one that said they spent so much money on shoes, and mm-hmm. Alyssa's 17-year-old daughter, Haley. Um, neither one of Alyssa's friends even had known, or none of Alyssa's friends had known that Haley existed until she started working at the law firm. Okay. Yeah. Um, a month after Larry collapsed, um, Alyssa began telling people that he'd moved away and filed for divorce. She gave all kinds of accounts saying that he went on vacation to Puerto Rico or he was in rehab in Florida or he joined a religious cult in Washington Ooh, that's my favorite. Right, uh-huh. But maybe just pick one. I'm sure. Or maybe maybe all things happened. He went on vacation, went on a big bender, and then checked into rehab, because lots of people do that right before rehab. And then mm-hmm. while he was in rehab, he found Jeebus and had to move to the Jeebus compound in Washington. Jeebus! <laughs> Amazing. Um... So Tavia went on to say on Snapped that what was strange to us was the length of time that she was saying dad was gone and that he was in places he would have never gone. Um, She said dad didn't come home. He didn't want to celebrate his birthday and things snowballed. So they eventually hired a PI, um, but the PI found nothing. Wow. Because there was nothing to find. Right. Um, Alyssa started to sell off Larry's assets and gave his personal belongings away that winter. By the time the police started asking questions about her husband's disappearance, she'd already, like, pieced out. She was last seen on January 11th, 2002. She was driving mm-hmm. in a brand new 
Not yellow Lamborghini, but red Jaguar. So not better. Jesus. Okay. Um, she brought... She... I'm sorry. I meant Jeebus. Yeah. I did. <laughs> um, she uh, also bought her new best friend, Sarah Dutra, a um, Remember Me present. A matching bright red BMW. <laughs> I've never hated two people more. Right? Is it just because you're jealous that you don't have a red Beamer? No. <laughs> um, so, uh, three and a half weeks later, on February 5th, workers at a San Joaquin vineyard found a leg sticking out of the ground and called the police. Well, <laughs> that's alarming. Right? I don't mean to laugh, but can you imagine checking into work? Jeebus. <laughs> What's that on the ground? Um, you're going to be shocked by this, but it was the decomposing body of Larry McNabney. No way. Yeah, I know. It took me by well, surprise. Too. My butt, call me a biscuit. <laughs> Um, so an autopsy revealed that Larry McNamney had been dead for months. The cause of the death was fatal overdose of horse tranquilizers. Um, as police began interviewing acquaintances of McNamney's, they recalled ominous conversations with Alyssa. So Evan Rees, who knew the couple from the horse show circuit, said on Snapped, We were at a horse show in Susanville, California, and Alyssa said... Evan, can I ask you something? Can you kill a horse? Can you kill with tra- horse tranquilizers? I said, kill a horse? And she said, no, a person. Um, That's as bad as, like, the Casey Anthony Internet Explorer Google search. Chloroform? <laughs> How to make chloroform? God. Police searched their databases for information on her, but found nothing. There was no driver's license, no social security number, no trace that anyone with that name had ever existed. And when they searched McNabney's law offices, they found them completely cleaned out. Yikes. Finally, in a horse trailer filled with her belongings, they found an old legal file that contained the name Lauren Renee Sims Jordan. When they ran it through the FBI's computers, it came back with that 113 pages long rap sheet. Um, Mm. The San Joaquin Sheriff's Department issued a murder warrant for her arrest and a $10,000 reward for information leading to her capture. Yeah. Um, So by now, she found a new name. And I don't know if it's... I should have researched the way they say this. It's either Shane or Shawnee. I want to go. Sure. With, I want to go with Shawnee because that sounds fun. Okay. Um, Shawnee Ivoroni. That's a I'm name. On board. That um, is a name. She uh, was now in Destin, Florida. Okay. And um, she brought Haley with her and had already landed two jobs while uh-huh. scamming local men. Right. But in March, on March eighteenth, two thousand two, police finally caught up with her, and she was held without bail. After two weeks in custody with her, uh, after two weeks in custody, she wrote a letter confessing to the murder and, um, and with the aid of Sarah Dutra. So, um, she also wrote a letter to her daughter, 
Um, let's see. In a letter to her daughter at the time of her arrest, quoted by the St. Petersburg Time, Lauren said she killed Larry because, quote, I could not figure a way out. The drugs, the alcohol, the prostitutes, the trust account, things I told you about, he couldn't, he just couldn't bring himself out of the darkness. So Ginger Miller, who was one of the women that she hired, who made mention of the $500 shoes, um, she said she was tired of being married to an old man when she made love to him. It made her skin crawl. Well, that's why don't you not marry him in the first place or or just get a divorce him. Yeah. Additionally, um, it's not making love if she can't deal with him that's just fucking mm-hmm. like let's let's just be honest but she's just trying to say nice words <laughs> right um in her confession to the police lauren said that she and sarah had put the horse tranquilizer in larry's drink on the morning of the horse show so he did drink it um and after bringing him back to the hotel following the collapse then they injected him with more so there was not an eyedropper situation here did they hold a mirror up to his nose to see if he was still breathing? You know, it doesn't say explicitly in my notes, so the answer is going to be yes. Okay. For continuity's sake. <laughs> I like it. Uh, so they planned to bury him in the desert on the way back to Sacramento, but they were still alive when they got there. So he eventually died at his house. They then put his dead body in a refrigerator in the garage and sealed it shut with duct tape. <laughs> this really is just Weekend at Bernie's, yes? Yes. Uh, mixed with that comedy, Bernie. <laughs> wow. Um, at the end of December, she buried him in a vineyard. And then it says, a nod to his love of wine. I don't think she was going for something poetic there, but... Look, definitely don't murder me and then bury me in a vineyard, but do scatter my ashes in a vineyard. That's where I'd want to be. Um, I figured... Amongst the wine. I figured that if um, if I ever need to murder you, because sometimes the need arises, I get it, and so I'm just planning ahead. Um, <laughs> I'm going to bury you in an actual um, pedicure tank. Just shove you down in there. Just keep shoving and shoving. <laughs> but I'll put the liner in first. Don't want you to get diseases. <laughs> also, so scatter my ashes in a vineyard and then make the people that run the vineyard put my name, like notes of Aaron, in the tasting notes. <laughs> yes. Um, That's what I want. I'm putting that in my will. So you want the wine to be bitter? Because you salty. <laughs> Um, I am a delight. Okay. <laughs> um, they, uh, let's see, blah, blah, blah. According to the St. Petersburg Times, after pitting her confession, Lauren visited with her family, including her 16-year-old son, Cole, whom she hadn't seen in nine years. Okay. Um, she then, on March 31st, she ripped strips of cloth from her pillowcase, braided them into a rope, fashioned them to an air duct on the ceiling of her jail cell and killed herself. Um, even in death, she left behind a suicide note 
that instructed her lawyer to sue the Hernando County Jail for not preventing her suicide and give all the money he won to her children. So, zero dollars? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, she said in this note, my actions... So oh, go ahead. Why doesn't her lawyer also sue her estate for her not preventing her own suicide? Well, in that case, can we just pick people, like, to sue, like... Yeah. You know, well, I mean, this is America. You could pretty much sue whoever you want. I'm going to sue America for me. I mean, I'm going to sue McDonald's for making me fat. You People have done that. I know. I just want in <laughs> on that class action lawsuit. You should be able to get in it. Yeah. Are you saying I'm fat? Because you're supposed to say I'm perfect. You're, you're, you just called me bitter and salty. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I meant it with love. No, you didn't. <laughs> Um, anyway, her quote in her letter, which is so fucking dramatic and manipulative, this whole note is, but she said, my actions now will allow them to move into the future without this heavy burden. They won't have to watch my trial on court TV. They don't have to watch your trial anyway, bitch. Like, there's like a million other channels. Right? Maybe they're going to DVR it and have their friends Maybe. over. Maybe they yeah. want to. Maybe they have like a, a, a like a um, fantasy league. <laughs> Let's start a fantasy court TV league. Like The Bachelor. Yes. We should start a fantasy court TV league. <laughs> That's genius. I'm here yes. for it. Make uh, it a Patreon tier. Yes. Um, Sarah Dutra did go on trial for her part of the murder. Um. She claimed that the woman she knew as Alyssa McNabney had manipulated her into becoming an accessory to the crime. However, it was reported at the time that Haley Jordan testified against her saying, Sarah never acted as if she was afraid of my mother. Never. So, um, oh, go ahead. Well, I mean, devil's advocate. If I was afraid of somebody that they were going to kill me, I would for sure not act afraid in front of right? them. Right? Right? Everything they wear looks good on them. Nothing makes them look fat. Like, I want the exact same wardrobe. Right. The exact same. Right. Car, everything. All of it. Um, according to the Lodi News Sentinel, Dutra was, quote, initially charged with capital murder, but a jury ultimately convicted her of voluntary manslaughter and being an accessory mm -hmm. to murder. She okay. received the maximum sentence of 11 years in prison, and was released on August 26, 2011 at the age of 31, having served 85% of her sentence. Okay. And oh. uh, that's this bullshit. That's that bullshit. <laughs> Amazing. Well, do you want to pick some movies? Yes. Four. All right. Four numbers between one and 62. I'm going to take 62. Okay. 61. Okay. One and two. Wow. <laughs> okay. Um, in no particular order, A Sister's Secret. Okay. Believe Me, The Abduction of Lisa McVeigh. Ooh. Cry of the Wild, 
I know nothing about that one. And bringing Ashley home. Okay. Sounds like another abduction, which I feel like we've done a lot of lately. I'm not sure if it is. Actually, I put a star next to that one. I need to look at something on that. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, do you have a case of the week? I do. Ooh, tell me about it. So my friend Tracy sent me this one. Um, it is a um, murder. A woman slowly poisoned her husband with arsenic. Um, he was an AIDS researcher and she was like a scientist. Mm. And so she slowly poisoned her husband with arsenic. They're both pretty like good looking, successful white people. So I think, you know, Lifetime would like that. Right. And basically for no reason, except that she didn't want to get a divorce because she knew she'd get more sympathy by being a widow. Okay. The guy's name was Eric Miller and the wife's name was Ann Miller. Interesting. I think it'd be an interesting one. Yeah. Um, are you ready for mine? I am. Okay, so, um, this comes from me getting my hair did at Ulta. Yay! Um, so, every so often I'm in at the same time as this woman who's hilarious, but she's always got some kind of wacky, crazy story to tell me. They're always true. Like, you can always check them out. They always check it, but they're like, it's like she's just a magnet for drama. So, um, she's actually involved in an ongoing case, so I can't tell you about it. I mean, I can't record about it. I'll tell you about it. Right. Um, but the one I can tell you about is, um, she had a foreign exchange student from the Netherlands Mm -hmm. a few years ago. And when the, like during the course of them, of her staying with them, she became Uh like super obsessed with their daughter and with them and started to do like creepy stalkers shit. And so like she would call people and pose as the daughter or as the mom. And she would, um, she hacked their phones and could get their text messages and could like make calls from their numbers. And so they ended the, the stay and sent her home, you know? Um, yeah. Well, she started, sending all these crazy threatening texts and uh continued to like steal their identities and she in fact the woman and her husband are business owners they own a like a motor or a power sports company mm-hmm. um that they, they were actually being followed around by cameras for a while they were filming a pilot for a um, reality show about their company and i don't know sure. if it actually like came to fruition but like in mm-hmm. the middle of all this they're trying to get this show off the ground they're also having to meet with now the fbi had to be called in the fbi wow. is trying to extradite this girl back to america but the netherlands isn't cooperating mm-hmm and so now, so that was, like I said, a couple of years ago. Well, I saw her this Saturday and she said that mm-hmm. they're still having to deal with all that bullshit that she, wow. um, she will every so often call their customers and like cancel appointments or pretend she's a representative of the company and just say, we're no longer working with you. And, um, yeah, what? yeah. 
and uh have they not changed their numbers by this point because that's like the first thing i would do well their personal numbers but changing your corporate number is a lot like i don't know you know i like i don't know so it's just this nightmare um and if the fbi had gone been able to extradite her she would have been the first case of extradition from the netherlands um wow. but at the last minute they decided not to extradite and i don't know why um so now their like liaison that they're talking to told them that if she ever leaves the country they have they've worked with interpol so that she's mm-hmm. on a no fly list for like every other country in europe so if uh-huh. she goes anywhere else then she'll be arrested and extradited through interpol um, oh. but, um, and they said, the thing is, it's not an, if she does, but a, when she does be prepared for her to hire somebody to try to take you down in person, she will find yeah. somebody crazy enough to work for her. So it's yeah. apparently just evolved into this wacko thing. That's crazy. Yeah. And I think Lifetime would eat that shit up. Oh, they would. Like the evil exchange student yes because lifetime's really good at naming things Mm -hmm. (laughs) well they have like evil nanny evil Uh doctor or um stalked by an exchange student because they did the stalked by a reality star Uh stalked by my mother yeah Mm -hmm. love it yep all right um well we just want to thank you guys and um we uh actually had a really good week on ratings and stuff so um thank you to those of you who like hit share and shared an episode you are amazing and also like go rate review subscribe tell everybody you know that how much you love us absolutely um and if you want to connect with us you can find us on twitter at life sentence pod on instagram at lifetime sentence on at facebook.com slash lifetime sentence. Uh-huh. Email us at lifetime sentence podcast at gmail.com. And you can find our show notes at lifetime sentence.com. And of yeah. course, hit us up on Patreon at patreon.com slash lifetime sentence. Yes, we're having a blast on Patreon. We are. We've gotten some uh, suggestions from our community of cases to I cover, know. and they are wackadoo. Yeah, so, they are. Yeah, um, they are. This week is a case for me um and so it's been really fun alternating and that we each get a week off to just sit back and be told things yes um but yeah so we just thank you all and um don't forget to eat your vegetables charge your phone bye bye This has been Lifetime Sentence, where the truth really is stranger than fiction. Thanks for listening.